Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well connected from Riverside Healthcare. Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Hello, and thank you for joining us at the Riverside Healthcare Well Within Reach podcast series. My name is Caleb Miller, and I'm going to be your host today. And today we're going to be talking about something that is uh, really important, and that is grief, uh, specifically uh, grief within children, adolescents. And today I'm going to be joined by Dr. Ronick Kisti. Dr. Kisti is a child and adolescent psychiatrist with Riverside Behavioral Medicine. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about navigating grief or loss with children. Dr. Kisti, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Caleb. So, Dr. Kisti, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then your role as a child and adolescent psychiatrist here at Riverside Behavioral Medicine? Sure. Um, so I was trained as a psychiatrist. Um, I did my residency in North Carolina. I went to med school in India, actually. Um, and then I also did a fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry in North Carolina as well. And I'm currently working at Riverside Medical Center on our inpatient child and adolescent units as a psychiatry hospitalist. Great. So you are, of course, seeing a lot of, uh, you know, a wide variety of cases within children in our community. So Obviously, grief is something that all of us experience at some point in our life, uh, grief and loss. And we have to really manage this and, and, and walk through it. But children process this much differently than we do as adults. So what are some of the signs that you know, parents or loved ones should be aware of when a child is experiencing grief or loss? So I think um, it really depends on the age of the child. Um, and because preschool age children, school age children, teenagers, they all respond differently to um, grief or to the um, death of a loved one or even a family pet. Um, and so for uh, children who are really, really young, they may not be able to grasp the concept of death to start with, right? Around the time of eight years old is when children truly start understanding what death actually means or the finality of death, so to speak. Children below age generally sometimes think, oh, grandpa went to heaven, but grandpa can come back or grandpa can give me a call. I mean, so they're not really, um, the concept of death has not finalized. Uh, in older children, that's not the case. They know exactly what's going on. You know, they know um, that death is final. Um, and so they deal with um, grief a little bit more differently. Right. And so do you see any signs or um, unhealthy coping mechanisms that parents can recognize in their children that may be a sign of, hey, maybe there's something going on here? Absolutely. Especially after a person dies, um, you will see a lot of anger in children. Um, and anger is okay. However, physical anger, I think, is where things get a little bit more dicey. Um, physical acting out, getting aggressive at school, getting aggressive at home, throwing things, breaking things, definitely unhealthy coping mechanisms. The other thing we also see is self-harming behaviors like cutting or harming oneself, um, voicing thoughts of suicide, voicing wishes to be dead, and especially voicing wishing to be dead so that they can be with the deceased loved one. 
I think those are pretty big warning signs yeah. and unhealthy mechanisms, really. Yeah. So what what are some of those main differences in the way maybe a child is going to process grief or loss compared to an adult? And then within those children, do you see a difference in the age groups of, of children? So obviously a a toddler or a young child is going to process things differently than maybe a preteen or a teenager. Absolutely. I think um, children between five to nine, um, they really or like preschool, actually let's start with the preschool children. So preschool children really see death as being temporary or almost reversible. Um, and this kind of belief is, you know, even reinforced by cartoons, right? If you watch cartoon characters, they die and then they come back to life. So preschool children really don't have an understanding of how death can be reversible. Right. And so for them, for the preschool children, that's how they observe death as because it's reversible, it's temporary. They may not understand what's actually happened. Um, however, school-age children um, start thinking about death um, more like adults. The younger kids, almost like between five to nine years old, um, the school-age children will understand death, but however, they think that it is not going to happen to them, right? And so, or happen to anybody that they know. So for them, they handle grief a little bit more differently. A teenager will be will respond very differently because they completely understand what death means. And teenagers generally will respond with anger and aggression um, or even sadness. Right. So if I'm a parent of a child of really any age um, and I really just, I, I want to help. I want to help my child get through this. How can a parent or a loved one help with a child navigating, you know, grief or loss or experiencing this? Absolutely. I think that's a very good question because I think parents always struggle with this um, question about how do we handle children who are grieving. A child who is frightened of attending a funeral uh, should not be forced to go. Uh, however, they should have a plan to honor the loved one um, in some way, such as lighting a candle, saying a prayer, making a scrapbook, reviewing photographs, telling stories, um, so that you can help the child process their grief. Um, they should be allowed to express feelings about their grief or loss um, in their own way. However, what happens a lot of times is after a loved one dies, their parents are also grieving and they may not be available to provide that emotional support. Right. In these situations, um, some other family member or a friend who um, is close to the family can take on that role. Um, sometimes children do want to go to the funeral. You know what happens then? Because the parents themselves are grieving, funerals are very emotionally charged. And so what we generally recommend is a family friend or a parent um, be with the child and walk them through what's happening and what's what's going to happen next in the, in the funeral ceremony, so to speak. If the child at any point wants to leave, um, I think the person should escort them off uh, out uh, so that they don't get more traumatized. Yeah, and you make a great point. You know, often when a child is experiencing grief, you know, the parents or loved ones around them are also going to be processing it processing through it themselves. So that's a great point. So kind of moving forward from that, at what point, you know, do you as a parent or a loved one say, you know, maybe it's time to seek professional help, you know, navigating this grief? Absolutely. I think when it's an extended period of depression um, or when a child starts losing interest in things that they used to like to do, um, struggle with falling asleep, staying asleep, um, prolonged fear of being alone. You know, a lot of times children will be like, oh my God, where's my mom and dad? Are they dead? Like the other person died. Um, acting much younger than their age, because that will happen a lot. Um, or excessively imitating the dead person. 
um, believing that they're talking or seeing the dead person uh, for an extended period of time. Um, then repeated statements of wanting to join the dead person. I mean, those are big warning signs. Now, to clarify, immediately after the death of a person, some of these things may be normal. You know, it is normal to think, oh, I just saw somebody who looked like the dead person and, uh, oh, or I hear their voice. That is normal immediately after death. However, when it prolongs approximately two months or beyond, that's that's when we want to do something about it. Right. So that's about the time where someone would say, you know, maybe it's time to give a clinician a call. So what kind of therapies or, you know, treatments or techniques can a clinician do to help relieve some of the burdens of grief for children? So grief counseling is definitely um, strongly recommended. At Riverside Medical Center, we have our hospice program, which also offers grief counseling not only to adults, but to also to children. I think that can be a very healthy way of processing your grief. Um, I think um, children who also benefit from getting back into their routine, seeing that their parents are also getting back to their routines, I think really helps. Um, however, in certain situations when grief turns into major depression, that's when we also want to think about medication options. Yeah. So it can turn into a, a more serious depression um, for these kids. But why why is it so important to work through a child's grief rather than ignoring it or just simply hoping it will go away over time. Right, because I think long-term denial of death um, or avoidance of grief can be emotionally very unhealthy, not only for kids, but even for adults. Um, it can later on lead to more severe problems um, related to not only depression, but also mood instability um, and oppositional defiant aggressive behaviors. Yeah. So what kind of resources are there available maybe to our listeners um, who think maybe that this is something their children are experiencing, what would you recommend? So if your child is experiencing grief or um, is feeling depressed, I think the first and foremost thing to do is um, secure an appointment with our psychiatric specialist uh, here at Riverside Medical Center. We also have a partial hospitalization program where the child comes in during the day, during school hours for treatment, and then they go back home. And I think that's a very good avenue as well. However, at any point, if your child starts having thoughts of suicide, wanting to kill themselves, wanting to harm others, that's when you want to bring them to the emergency room. And we may have to consider uh, hospitalization at that point. And I know we also at Riverside Behavioral Medicine have a helpline as well that, that people can call. Do you have that number that, that parents can use? Absolutely. Uh, the helpline is 844-442-2551. That's our behavioral medicine helpline. Again, that number is 844-442-2551. Yeah, and that's that's a great tool to have on hand if, if that's something that parents think that they would need. Um, so, Dr. Kissy, is there anything else you'd like to add um, as we wrap up our time together about, you know, grief and uh, navigating it with children? I think it is essential to validate their grief, especially um, after... A person dies. Also, uh, it is important to remember that children may temporarily become more infantile, need more attention. They may start wetting themselves um, at bedtime. Um, and a lot of times children, younger children, will frequently believe that they are the cause of somebody's death. Um, a young child may believe that a parent or a grandparent or a brother or a sister died because they had once wished bad um, on them, on that person when they were angry. So I think it's important to 
realize that children respond differently to grief than adults do. Absolutely. Dr. Kissy, thanks again for joining us today. And again, that behavioral medicine helpline for Riverside is 844-442-2551. Thanks for listening and joining with us today, and we'll see you next time.